Hi, this is Scott Powell, creator and teacher of History at Our House, the ultimate history resource for homeschoolers, providing ancient, European, American, and world history lectures to homeschoolers from 2nd to 12th grade. The following is a sample from the History at Our House program. For more information on History at Our House, please visit www.historyatourhouse.com. Enjoy. I think it's a hanging garden. Yeah, it's one of the wonders of the ancient world, the hanging gardens of Babylon. So that was another thing. And so that leads us to wonder exactly what kind of ruler he was. He's pictured down here at the bottom. <laughs> Isn't this kind of neat? If we could almost do this painting in history through art because it would be kind of a neat painting to look at all the separate details of it. You see how there's... There's the king down here in the bottom left corner, and these people all around him. And what are these people doing down here, Annalise? Bowing to him. Yeah, they're I bowing to him. So they're bowing down to him. So this is something that is always a part of the story of any ruler, and which is a little bit difficult for us to um, to. Um, to deal with when we're studying history because these people lived in a very different way than we do. And so when we're trying to figure out was Nebuchadnezzar or Nabonidus, the other ruler that we were talking about, was he a good person or a bad person? Well, that can be a really difficult question because how do we decide if somebody is a good king or not? Henry. Treat people in their kingdom well. Okay, well, that's that's a pretty good answer. If they treat the people of their kingdom well, then okay, we might we might kind of think of them as a good king. But a king is a ruler of people. So a person who has power over everybody else in his kingdom. So. That's always kind of a thing that's important about kings is that even though they might be nice, they're still ruling over people. And that is not something that we accept anymore, that there should be people who rule other people. So there are always going to be things about kings that are going to bother us. There are going to be things that they do because they are rulers that are what rulers do. They have power over people. They conquer people. So there's always going to be some negative things to say about them. So that's the tricky thing is, how do we know how, and how to make sense of the different things that are said about different kings in the ancient past? And this is what we're talking about with Nabonidus. I don't, can't remember how far we got into the story. But Nabonidus was a king of Chaldea, the last king of Chaldea, and he ended up having a very bad reputation. So people, they, the people of Babylon themselves said he was a really bad king. Do you remember from yesterday, did we cover this, why they said that? Why would they say he was a bad king? You gotta remind me if we uh, 
if we uh, if we got this far in this class, because I don't uh, we we don't always get the same point in every class, but he, the people of Babylon wanted to worship what God? Did we get to that? They expected their God to be the most important God in Mesopotamia because it was a Babylonian empire. Did we cover what the name of the God of Babylon was yesterday? I should probably bring it up on my screen or something, huh? There we go. Okay, did we talk about Marduk? Marduk was the god of Babylon. Okay, he was supposed to be the top god that everybody believed in. So, Annalise, did we talk about this story of Nabonidus not wanting to worship Marduk? I don't think so. Oh, okay, so that's good. Thank you for telling me, because I wasn't sure if we'd gotten that far yet. So I'm glad we're getting to it now. Okay, so let me let me just backtrack a little bit then to make sure that everybody rem or knows the things that I was hoping they would know for today. So when one city in Mesopotamia conquered another, the people of the ancient world believed that that meant that the god of that city, of the conquering city, was now the most powerful of the gods. So that meant that everybody who was conquered now had to worship that god. So this was a really important thing that happened every time one city conquered another in Mesopotamia, that the people who were conquered had to worship the god of the conquering city. And the ruler of the conquering city, of course, was expected to promote the religion of his own city. And the religion of Babylon involved the god Marduk. And so the people of Babylon wanted Nabonidus to worship the god Marduk. But Nabonidus' mother, I'll, I'll, I'll type out his name here, Nabonidus' mother worshipped a goddess or god or goddess of the moon. Goddess is spelled with two D's or one, I forget. <laughs> okay, so let's just leave it as that. And so, Nabonidus wanted to worship the same god as his mother did. She was a priestess of this particular religious belief. He did not want to worship Marduk. So, the people of Babylon were, well, not necessarily all the people, but the priests of Marduk. And a lot of the people of Babylon were angry with him that he did not want to worship the same god as them. So, they tell us that he was a terrible ruler. What do you think of that? If the king doesn't want to worship the same religion as all of the rest of the people, does that make him a terrible ruler? 
What do you mean, like nowadays or anytime? Like anytime, because this is something that is generally true. It doesn't make them a bad person. No, it doesn't make them a bad person, right? If they're not going to hurt anybody else, they just want to think something differently than everybody else. Then, all right, that doesn't make them a bad person. And so nowadays, we normally think of that as being an important truth that people should be free to have whatever religious beliefs they want. That's a part of what America stands for. Freedom of religion. And that goes for everybody. Anybody can believe whatever they want as long as they don't try to force anybody else to believe it. And so that's what we call freedom of religion. And so the Nabonidus didn't want to believe what everybody else wanted to believe. What is kind of a strange thing is that he's the king. And normally you'd be afraid that he could rule everybody and he could force them to believe whatever he want, whatever he wanted. But in this case, it's strangely the opposite. It was the people who wanted to force the king to follow their beliefs. They didn't want him to have his own beliefs. So if we think of, if we think that it's right for people to be able to have their own religious beliefs, what about the king? Do kings not deserve that too, just because they're kings?